0: Well hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host Kira Mack as always and today is Friday the 7th of October 2022. Now before we start today's show don't forget to like this video, please do subscribe to the channel, share this video if you can and don't forget to hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when we upload our next video. So now that that's all said and done let's jump into the first story of the day. Ratsadon Group demands house dissolution. A political activist group demanded on Thursday that the House of Representatives be quickly dissolved with clear election rules in place to allow voters to elect a new government. The Ratsadan group said a general election should be held as soon as possible and vowed to begin piling pressure on political parties to force the government to dissolve the lower house. A general election is scheduled for no later than May 7th next year on the assumption that the House completes its four-year term on March 23rd. Although nationwide polls are due in seven months, the Ratsadan group said they favoured a much quicker return to the ballot boxes so the people could decide on the future of the country. We will not sit idle and wait for that time to come, said the leader of the group. Ratsadan demands the House be dissolved to immediately return power to the people, she said. The demand was announced at Tamasat University as people gathered there to mark the 46th anniversary of the October 6th, 1976 massacre. The group said it would hold activities targeted at political parties to exert pressure on the government to call a snap election. It also demanded the Constitutional Court rule on two controversial organic bills on the election of MPs and on political parties to kickstart the general election. The Election Commission was urged to set clear pre-election rules and the cabinet to inform all state agencies to prepare for a general election. The Ratsadan group urged voters to support parties in the democracy camp to keep the Senate from having a vote in choosing a new Prime Minister. A Prime Minister needs at least 376 votes at a joint sitting of the House of Representatives and Senate under the current constitution. If a political party wins 376 seats, it does not need an input from any other party or the senators in choosing a prime minister. Jetuad Bun Prakasa, known as Pai Daudin Din, stressed the need to end party-supporting dictatorship and switch off the role of the senators in voting for a new prime minister. The campaign is kicked off today and it runs until election day, the activist said. Now moving along to a breaking story from... Today, which is when I'm recording this show for tomorrow morning, uh, is a mass murder at child care centre. 35 have been confirmed as dead. 35 people were confirmed killed, most of them children, by a disgraced former policeman with a gun who barged into a child development centre in Nang Bua Lampo province and opened fire on Thursday afternoon. Deputy National Police Chief Lieutenant uh, General Torsak Sukawal released earlier details. He said initially that thirty-four people were confirmed dead, twenty-two of them children, when former police actually were not mentioned in his name rampaged through a childcare center operated by the Utai Sawan Tambun Administration Organization in Naklang District. At least another twelve people were injured, eight of them seriously, he said. The death toll continued to mount during the afternoon, first to a confirmed thirty-five, then with news reports it had climbed to thirty-eight. Police confirmed 35 people, 11 adults and 24 children died during the shooting. 15 other people were injured, 8 seriously. The attacker used a Sig Sauer P365 pistol and a meat chopper. Police suspected that the former police corporal, that's who actually was responsible, 34 years of age, was under the influence of drugs at the time of the attack. He was believed to be under a lot of stress as he was due to appear in court on drug charges on Friday. The shooting began at 12.10pm. The gunman's motive for the massacre was unknown. Police said that the former uh, police corporal was expelled from the police force on June 15th this year for possession of methamphetamine. The decision was retroactive to January 20th, the day he was arrested and confessed to the charges. The gunman fled the scene in his pickup truck after the carnage. The Central Investigation Bureau posted on its Facebook page that the gunman had later shot himself dead. Police said the gunman arrived at his home and set his pickup on fire. He then shot dead his wife and son before killing himself. Naklang police posted a Facebook message that Bua Lampu Hospital urgently needed blood donations for the people wounded by the gunman. The National Police Chief expressed condolences to the families of the victims. Thursday's rampage was the worst mass shooting in the country since a soldier opened fire at Terminal 21 Shopping Mall and other locations in Nakhon, Rachisama on February 8, 2020. He killed 29 people and wounded 58, others before being shot dead by police 18 hours after the incident began. So first of all, before we even talk about the story, condolences to the families of people who've lost you know, so many children and relatives and and whatnot during this it's an absolute terrible thing that should not have happened and you know you can't even you know when you read about this and and you you even there was pictures online which i think was very wrong that some places were even publishing pictures when when you see this it's just it's just horrendous it would have been better if this guy had decided maybe not to kill so many people and just kill himself before he decided this uh, to commit this horrific crime I mean there's not that much to talk about at the moment but other to say that clearly this guy had mental problems mental issues because you just don't go and do what he did if if you didn't hopefully we'll find out more in the coming days about this but yeah it's a very tragic event and again look rest in peace to the people the children and the adults who 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 have been killed today Uh, that's all I can say in the matter and we'll move along to the next story PP Island under new special service entry fees. The PP Islands National Park areas and other popular national park destinations for Phuket tourists have been included in a list of national parks that now charge foreigners for entry. The new park's fees issued by the Department of National Parks Wildlife and Plant Conservation (DNP) were posted on the DNP official fa- Facebook page last week. The post showing only the new order evidenced that the new fees were quietly signed into immediate effect on September 19 by the DNP Forestry Officer on behalf of the DNP Director General Rachada Na Ayutia. The latest park entry fees announcement notes only prices for foreigners. Under the order, entry fees for Thai nationals to all national parks areas remain unchanged. The order marked that entry to Yai National Park in Nakhon, Ratchasima province, Thailand's first national park and third largest national park in the country, will cost foreign adults 400 baht and foreign children 200 baht each to enter. In the Gulf of Thailand, national park area near Koh Samet and the Tong Islands now cost foreigners 300 baht each for entry and foreign children 150 baht each. Entry to the... Um, PP island national park including the areas of pp don uh, island pp lay island and bamboo island uh, will cost foreign foreign adults now 400 baht and foreign children 200 under the order the new entry fees have now been expanded to affect access to national park areas in koh lanta area including koh rock island Konyai Island and Koha Island, as well as the popular dive sites of Hindang and Hin Hinmuang. Access to DNP protected areas at these locations will now cost foreigners 400 baht and foreign children 200 baht. The latest announcement for national park entry fees follows the DNP in June announcing a slew of price rises for foreigners entering national parks. In the June announcement, which which announced the restructuring of parks into categories according to entry fees charged, the Simeon Island National Park and the Surin Island National Park, also both popular uh, destinations for Phuket tourists, were placed into a category of their own. Foreign adults are now charged 500 baht each for entering the park and foreign children 250 baht each. Thai national adults are charged 100 baht and Thai children 50 baht. So there you have it, yet again the thai government because that's who it is you know the department of uh the national parks and whatnot um yeah that's the government that have decided yeah it's 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 up the fees time for everything you see this is how they're, they're planning to make up for all the money that they've spent during the pandemic now i i don't know if we can say that's a good or it's a bad idea it's probably a bad idea at the beginning when you're trying to kickstart your tourism and get people back to the country you know for it to be announced that well actually we put all our fees up everywhere and everything's going to be extra expensive now i mean thailand aren't really helping themselves in this matter right now the continuous talk as we spoke in yesterday's show about you know wanting really only wealthy tourists to come visit i mean they might as well just say that we don't want your backpackers anymore and the two three star hotel people we don't want you anymore that's we only want rich wealthy people coming to this country And we're going to put the prices up for everything. And that's that's in essence what it is. That's what they're doing. I'm not sure when the country is struggling to attract tourists, it's the best thing to do. It's bad press. As I said yesterday as well, this does get replayed in the media. And, you know, and it's throughout the Thai media and then gets played overseas and people start to hear about it and hear that, yeah, they're putting prices up Uh, for no particular reason, by the way. You're not getting any better facilities when you turn up there. You know, you go to Simeon Island couple of shacks with some toilets possibly on it and that's it and it's not as if they're limiting the amount of people that go on these islands when they are meant to limit by the way okay so you would have a more comfortable experience they simply don't care how many people they onto the islands so they're not doing it for an upgrade of facilities and i'd be very skeptical as to where all this money taken in at national parks goes to does it go to what it's meant to be doing? Because originally when fees and national parks was introduced, and I think I, if I can remember correctly, it was under the tax in Shinawatra era. But that money was meant to go back into the parks. It was meant to pay for facilities such as upgrading of toilet facilities, restaurants, adding extra facilities for visitors. So to make the experience a better experience when you're going to these national parks. Now, from what I've seen, some of the national parks I've gone to, they charge plenty, but they certainly have never invested that money back in. And it would be, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a very easy thing for that money to disappear. You've got a guy sitting at a desk. How do you know how many people pass through every day? So yeah, I I mean, you, you put the prices up, but where is the money going? That really needs to be the question. And an answer needs to come exactly. But they will never be transparent about this because to be transparent, well... They'd probably have to figure it out themselves first to be able to be transparent to the public and other people, but nevertheless, what do you think about this guys? Do you think the prices and when I and by the way, when I talk about the prices you you can see that um, the price for a tie is significantly cheaper now I don't really have a problem with Thai people getting it for free even or you know whatnot i mean national parks i don't think a citizen of any country should be paying to go into their own national park you know especially if they're paying taxes all the time um a national park should be owned by the people of that country so i also think charging thai citizens even to enter is completely wrong i don't agree with that at all i I don't see it wrong maybe charging foreigners but a nominal fee but 400 baht, and you have a family with a few children starts to add up. You're talking 15, 1,600 baht to go into a national park for a couple of hours. For what? Looking for a toilet that doesn't exist, you know? I mean, I don't know. But I'd love to know, guys, what you think about all this. Do you think it's good value? Do you think it's a ripoff? What do you think should be the kind of the focus for the government at the moment in relation to tourism? I'd love to know your thoughts, as always, guys, down below in the comment section. Next up, MICE hit by manpower shortages. The MICE meeting incentives conventions and exhibitions segment in Thailand is seeing a strong rebound this year, but local operators are struggling to prepare enough manpower to serve the market, says the Thailand Incentive and Convention Association. Most destination management companies have been suffering for years and had to lay off employees, said Sumut Suksana, president of the Tika. Now that the businesses have started to recover, we cannot replace the employees fast enough. Mr. Sumat said that the strong growth stemmed from the relative speed of Thailand's reopening when compared with regional competitors. The mice business is recording positive momentum, particularly from meetings and incentives, he said. There are a lot of events planned for the end of year because of year of pent-up demand, said Mr. Sumata. He said estimated revenue in the fourth quarter might reach 60% of the same period in 2019, a year the industry described as being overwhelmed. The current market has not fully recovered because the Chinese have not returned, which has been attributed to the nation's zero-COVID policy. There has been an influx of MICE visitors from Singapore and India, as well as travellers in the sector from Europe, Australia and North America, said Mr. Sumat. With the APEC summit planned for Bangkok next month, he said many five- and six-star hotels were fully booked, which prompted MICE groups to reschedule their meetings and incentive trips until after the event. Mr. Samat said a wide range of food and activities in Thailand remain appealing for clients in the corporate segment, in addition to the weak bat that benefits foreign arrivals. He said even though Hong Kong, Taiwan and Japan could reopen in the fourth quarter, there may need more time to promote the mice market as this segment typically has to plan trips months or years in advance. Although the reinstatement of Prime Minister Priya chan might trigger another round of protests, Mr. Sumat believes the situation will be under control and should not negatively impact the industry. The most concerning factors are global inflation and the prolonged Russia-Ukraine conflict, he said. Chuich Siravakul, Executive Director of the East Asia Region for the Tourism Authority of Thailand, said China is showing positive signs with a large corporate meeting with 400 participants scheduled to take place in Thailand next month. However, the Chinese company organising the meeting has encountered difficulty finding DMCs in Thailand to help manage their activities here as operators are still recovering from the pandemic, he said. And finally, uh, Phuket Kamala taxi drivers vow to end violence. To prevent more violent reactions by taxi queue drivers in Kamala, Phuket, discussions led by Phuket officials tabled having 15 locations designated as pickup and drop-off points for passengers using other transport services. At the meeting held at Kamala Police Station, local taxi operators vowed to the Katu District Chief they would not cause any violent incidents to affect the image of Phuket tourism again, claimed a report by the Phuket Office of the Public Relations Department. The meeting resolved five key points by agreement, said the PR Phuket Report. First, the taxi taxi operators are to acknowledge the results of the action of the relevant government agencies if they cause disturbances in their occupation, such as being prosecuted according to relevant laws, said the report. That included the need to order the revocation, seizure or suspension of a public transport vehicle or driving license and the need to send any drivers for training if required, the report said. Second, the taxi operators are also to recognise the decision made by the PLTO in case an app is not operating within the confines of the law. The Department of Land Transportation has requested cooperation from the Ministry of Digital Affairs to deal with apps that violate the relevant laws, the report said. Third, while waiting for police action on any incident, the PLTO is to investigate and strictly enforce the law regarding the violence of any laws involving public taxis. This is to be done by allowing operators to help by being the eyes and ears of officials, the PR public report said. The breaking of any laws regarding taxis and other drivers will result in prosecution, the report assured. Fourth, there are to be no more incidents involving violence as shown in the news. The report continued, All operators involved must discuss concerns and come to an agreement within the group so that serious incidents will not affect them and will definitely affect the image of tourism again, the report said. The fifth and most important point was, if all operators comply with the terms of the agreement successfully, the relevant government agencies will expedite the termination of 15 designated pick-up and drop-off points in Kamala in accordance with the relevant laws. The report did not elaborate on exactly who will be determining where the 15 pickup drop-off points called taxi ranks anywhere else in the world will be located. The report also did not make it clear exactly what taxi drivers will be allowed to pick up or drop off passengers at these 15 locations. Also of key importance, despite some reports claiming that the result of the meeting being a certainty, the fifth point literally began with the word, if... Officials are maintaining their focus and trying to shift the public spotlight on reporting the incident in Kamala last Saturday night on taxi app operating illegally. The taxi app driver, a woman who was accosted and had her car damaged by a taxi queue driver in front of Cafe Dalmer, had picked up the order to pick up the passenger through Just Grab app. As of June 13th, this year, Just Grab, operated by Grab Taxi, is allowed to pick up and drop off passengers only in two areas. That was Phuket Town and Patong Karan, and we discussed this yesterday's show. Without reasons explained, Just Grab drivers in Phuket are not allowed to pick up or drop off passengers anywhere outside of the two zones. Of note, the just-grab driver involved in the incident was fined 2,000 baht and had her driver's license suspended for 30 days for her part in the incident—that is, for turning up in front of Cafe Mar to pick up a passenger. The taxi queue driver who damaged her car agreed to pay 5,000 in damages to her vehicle and also had his license suspended for 30 days. However, the taxi queue driver, unlike the just-grab driver, suffered no financial penalty for his violent behavior in the incident.